0: This is Purple Radio on demand.
1: Hello and um, welcome to Who Podcasts. I'm Freya and I'm here with Joe. Hello. And Rex. Hello. <laughs> well, so this is the uh, second podcast on our own audio dramas, Out of the Shadows.
2: This is Doctor Who, Out of the Shadows, Confidential, <laughs> Episode Two, which you didn't call the first one that. And I No, I'm actually it.
1: so sad because you I'm told totally me to like a while ago. I, but... yeah, I did. I, but I God forgot Al- when I was Shadows Shadows actually naming it. In all fairness, I did write the email quite late at night. I was very tired.
2: I'm still very disappointed in you, but anyway, we can. I might still ask mistake. for a
1: rename. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, but,
2: see, uh, it's all good. Uh, so if you just came from Doctor Out of the Shadows Confidential Episode 1, know that Freya messed it up the first time. Uh, and it's. <laughs> um when am i not messing things up to be honest (laughs) that one covered episodes one open doors and two r&r and this week well i I say this week is this is a bi-weekly thing and yes that means twice a week um (laughs) obviously two weeks once or two weeks Uh, fortnightly that's what you're looking for uh, bi bi-week- actually bi-weekly works as is- means both twice a week and once per two weeks. Does it? This it, is a tangent, does. but that's fascinating. It is. <laughs> it is a complete tangent. Uh, we're actually going to be looking at episode three, Mind Your Manners, and episode four, Out of Service. I definitely didn't almost forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, Sorry to go off Would Would you uh, like to introduce Mind Your Manners since you're in it? Yes. Uh, since uh, I am in it. Um, yeah. Excellent. In mind manners, the Doctor and Jason go back to 1800s uh, Georgian London. Um, it is London, right? Yes, it is London. Uh, uh, and there, they get caught up, after witnessing a terrible murder during a play, they get caught up in a large, well, in a division between those who have and those who have not. And the uh, very polite tourist murder robots who happened to have stopped by. Um I mean, do you the love way. the polite
1: tourist murder robots.
2: Yeah. Polite uh, tourist murder robots, my beloved. I mean, episode three is it's the first one where I have a major role. I have a soft spot for it. It's uh I know you do, but quite rightly, because it's bloody good. Can we start actually with with just this is a really small thing but with that establishing opening soundscape of the train because that wasn't scripted that wasn't in there at all and then i just heard it, it as like scene setting so perfect congratulations to the entire sound effects team for pulling that off magnificently oh my god
0: yeah always the sound effects are just surprising me um it's brilliant oh,
2: it's-
1: No, honestly every time i because i never hear any of these before they go out so I sit down to listen to an episode and I hear the finished thing with all the sound effects. Just this is incredible, because the last time I heard those words were like in a recording in a Zoom call. So yeah, to hear it all really come together and actually be able to dive into it and think, this is a completely different world to what I'm used to is just fantastic. Honestly, it, everyone's done an amazing gain, job at this.
0: They have to. They have to go from you know Georgian and London to somewhere in the far future to somewhere modern day, they have to cover all the bases. Yeah. Um, so and actually,
2: convey it only by audio as well. Like, in televised Doctor Who, I say it's easy, it's more expensive, but it uh, it is in some ways easier to immediately say, here's an establishing shot of this planet. Cool, now, now we know where we are. Yeah. You can start off in an episode like, actually, I'm going to go with... Uh, I... No, it's... I'm not going to go with that. I think um, I'm going to go with Gridlock, and I was going to go with another episode as well, but I know Jacob would kill me for mentioning it, and he'd be right to, to be honest. Um, just because <laughs> so the dear. contrast in how those two episodes set everything up was similar to how this one works, but Gridlock starts out with this wonderful like shot across uh, New Earth, especially given we've already seen the planet in New Earth, but um, then it goes down into the grimy drabs of the streets, and Makes that work, and this is like that kind of establishing trade But trains are not important in this episode at all. It's not relevant, but it's all up This is the Victorian London setting. This is how it works. Georgian. Georgian. I said Georgian. <laughs> I was getting confused with a different, a completely different episode. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> Valid. <laughs> but um, yeah,
2: actually, I
1: was thinking about this, but almost I think this is going a bit onto uh, out of service. But I almost think that trying to set the scene for modern day is almost as hard, if not harder, because those are the noises we recognise. So it needs to be perfect. Like, we will notice if something is out of place. And honestly, I didn't. It just felt, like, real. And it's just so impressive because, like, with a lot of sound design, especially if it's, like, sound designing something that you know, if something sticks out, it usually means that it's not right in some kind of way. Um and yeah, being able to convey the environment that like we know so well, just a general English street, it's uh yeah, it's deceptively difficult. So that's those praise as well.
2: Point. We should probably finish off mind your manners because we have Oh yeah, of- no, I just because we were talking no, about no. sound effects anyway. Yeah oh fair, fair. No, that's a good point. Um anyway, then you've got well the technological achievement of the episode, undeniably Arist. Uh, oh yes, so cool. I mean they are again polite murder robots, uh, they like people to be polite and they remove things they find impolite. Uh, such that's such a cool concept, I do love that like and
1: it's fun that something so alien has just been accepted into this society by like members of it just because they adhere to the same values and like enforce them in the same sort of way. Um, it's really cool. But also the sound design is great there with the the voices of the heiress because they speak kind of like how sort of upper class polite
2: person like putting on a front would speak.
1: Yeah, so it, and that's like, partially
2: obviously the, the actors who play them. Oh, of course. But equally the robotic sound effects actually I think accentuate that slightly. Oh, definitely because it's, Very much like people that
1: do that, put on that front and look polite, sort of end up a bit like robots. It's a set of programmed movements, programmed things like robots being polite makes a hell of a lot of sense. But also the fact that they speak like us, but also sound alien enough is really disconcerting, and I—it's something I enjoy. I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's
2: nothing innately evil or robotic about being polite. Uh, it's the insincerity <clears throat> that can happen. Yeah, it's Sometimes. like
1: societal politeness—not politeness because you're nice, politeness because it's a, a demand of society around you. Yeah. Like that—that's the sort of difference, and I think th- the Arist in particular shows that
2: difference really well. Fair, fair, uh, and you do also have the. Contrast between as villains in the episode, there are two camps. There are the Arist and then there are the Whiteheads. Uh, My beloved. (laughs) Beloved. Yes, that's a good one. Uh,
1: My beloved and my beloved because they're
0: great. (laughs) It's interesting that in a way the the robots are um, arguably just as human. As the whiteheads mm. are. If
2: not more uh, so,
1: actually, to exactly. be honest. Uh, yeah.
0: the white, Again, like, emphasizing
1: robots... that our humanity is kind of programmed. Yeah. Like, the... our society sees us like proper human behavior. It's
2: so programmed that a robot can imitate it and look just mm. like us. And I mean, like, the robots, at least they're there on more understandable tourist based motives. There's a reason why the doctor calls out the whiteheads a lot more in the little firearm scene at the end. Uh, I call it the fire scene because that's what it's is in the script. I don't remember. If, I think there was a little crackle of a fire half, but I don't exactly remember. Um, but at the end, the Doctor comes in and confronts the Whiteheads and puts them on their top one hundred. Uh, like that's a top one hundred reason, bad reason to murder, and that's quite a lot. Um, so it really shows that the Doctor actually thinks worse of them, and honestly, rightly so, because the Whiteheads have like the aarists just exist as they are they are coming here and in many ways they don't know better but the whiteheads choose this because because they just have such an apathy towards like and not just like a inborn apathy but an apathy they choose to put on um hmm. Yeah, with the robots is not a choice,
1: but with the Whiteheads it absolutely is, and that, and that makes, makes them, them so like far more sinister, yeah.
2: And may I take a moment to say you're brilliant. <laughs> Thank you <all>. uh, <laughs> uh And obviously, I mean, yeah, no, it was a fun role to play, uh, to be it sounded be it, yeah. utterly evil. Uh, I think that was my evilest role in the series, but in fairness it would be quite difficult for, to top it. Uh, the Whiteheads reach a petty evil that it's difficult for many, many other characters to get even close to reaching. Yeah, um, and it's not evil for, like, oh, it's not even for
1: any particular reason either. That sort of petty evil really does get me, because um, it's sort of just for
2: oh, evil's
1: sake, I guess. Are you?
2: <laughs> I'm fine, don't
1: worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, like with other villains, you sort of, you can tell that they're having a very good time. You can tell that they're like enjoying doing this, creating.
2: Combined I think Whereas, Wilbur um, is a good. Um, look at this because Wilbur is in many ways, I mean, you know, a horrible person and a capitalist. Like they're both upper class villains. Uh, Jacob does like upper class villains, and in fairness, so do we all. But. Um, Eat the rich. <laughs> yeah. Um, Politics in my Doctor Who. They've only been there since 1963. Um, but you then, ha- like, there's a contrast there where Wilbur's doing that for profit because he wants more money. Uh, some people do it for visions, like other villains do it for things. The Whiteheads do it because it's slightly more convenient. It's very slightly more convenient. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I- that is. I think what separates the whiteheads from the robots as well is that the whiteheads are doing it out of their own selfish reasons, whereas Mm -hmm. the robots seem to think that what they're doing is actually benefiting the society around them. Yeah. So they're kind of doing it in a selfless way.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's horrible nonetheless, but it's selfless. It is. You could very much forgive them quite easily. At least, Like, 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 you know, they get off out of the story, alive in the end or uh, mm. being teleported, even if they get damaged, they get teleported back, had a terrible trip, but you know, they got away, uh, with one exception of course, but uh, yeah. equally, oh, That broke my heart actually, I have to say <laughs> Uh equally, so, so sad about it <laughs> uh, The Whiteheads are the ones who end up dying, uh, one crushed by a symbol of status, which the metaphor is called out by the Doctor in the script, and the other one who after devolving to more the real base impolite human underneath and being exposed in a breakdown gets killed uh so you know it's kind of karmic justice for both in a sense
0: yeah once your once your wife uh dies suddenly the veneer of politeness is peeled away and you go back to being a normal human which is when you die which is
2: i mean it's it's not necessarily that uh the polite like it's not just that the politeness and my in my an episode called mind your manners it was always going to be about politeness in society somewhat anyway but it's also that it's like it's not it's that the politeness wasn't the true self. It was a facade designed to concoct around someone who just who just really ultimately enjoyed being superior to others and more than that, it's, it's difficult to describe exactly, but was like, you know, um, like just enjoyed getting away with being horrible. Not even, I think, enjoyed being horrible, but I think Lord Whitehead would enjoy somewhat getting away with it. Mm. And that idea that he was better than everyone else, just because of something to do with how he was born and that the poor people really don't matter after all, do they? <laughs> It just, it shows
1: so much how like this politeness so isn't genuine whatsoever, because the fact that it can mask so much evil, so much, like so many horrible things, essentially, under this veneer, like this manufactured veneer of like polite society, um, I find kind of fascinating because it shows that like the whole thing is just manufactured and
2: like a facade and it's not really do, true emotion whatsoever I do have another point but I want to segue into it uh, after a moment um, which is that I think one of the most telling things about Lord Whitehead isn't any and what contrasts the Whiteheads again with the arist, isn't that he views all people with disdain it's that he views the poor as being less than human because he is perfectly capable of feeling empathy and does so for his wife and feels these The same feelings as everyone else. He just views the poor as less than human, these people as dirty, uh, dregs on society as not being worth it. It's not that he's incapable of such feelings, it is that he does not view them as deserving of it. And that is where a lot of the crime lies. And I'm also using this to segue into the other part of the cast of the episode, namely uh, Knife Boy and the Knife Gang, um, as I'm calling them. That's their band (laughs) name now, Knife Boy (laughs) and the Knife Gang. I have to say, that is quite a pathetic band name. No offence. Actually, oh, no full offence. It's a pathetic band name. Yeah, no, fair, fair. Knife Boy and the Knife Gang. Never well, Knife
1: Boy and the Stabby Gang would be slightly better.
2: Knife Boy and the L- Murder L- Gang.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's
2: don't see murder, but that's a better band name. <clears throat> Headed up by Lelia of the Sever team. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you have the context of, you know, I mean, there is meant to be deliberate parallels with that and, uh, and uh, Jason, who does have a knife, um, and Sammy, who does have a knife, and I, I still can't get over how much Richard's voice makes me laugh there, because he also voices the Minister of War, and then he plays Stabby McOrphan Stab Stabface, and I... he's <laughs> <laughs> kind of entertaining. I remember hearing it just go, hang on
1: a minute. <laughs> Uh, it's good. I actually didn't realise he was in that. I, um,
0: I wonder if we'll yeah, get any it's, wild it's fan it. theories like, "Oh, young young Sammy is actually just the same person as the Minister of War."
2: <laughs> I mean, if we had any precedent for humans or other species being uplifted into our tunnels maybe there'd be more credence to that theory. But at the moment, there isn't any, so uh, alas. Um, <laughs> uh, but but actually, I, I was just thinking, I like it.
1: Like the the very people that. Um, the whiteheads would see it as like impolite below them beneath in them pure. whatever are, are the very ones that end up saving the day with genuine feeling and
2: I that mean, entertains me saving the day in fairness well one of the things but, i like about this episode <laughs> is that there isn't an evil plan there isn't a, a grand masterminded scheme there isn't a day that is saved
0: it's stopping more which murder i guess being horrible
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm using a cliche, but like yeah, stopping all yeah, murders, and they, and they end up bringing down and stopping the Whiteheads from being horrible. But I like that the episode is just these rich people are horrible. Uh, you know, it's these specific like that. Just they're horrible. They're bad people. Um, and that's that's fun.
0: Yeah, I wonder if the if the Doctor hadn't intervened and if the arist had just left at the end of their holiday, what what would have happened to Lord Whitehead and Lady Whitehead?
2: I think absolutely nothing. I think that's part of the point that it, that justice was served, uh, but the like ultimately the arrest would have killed probably another twenty people, which is hot, but like obviously horrible. And the, the doctor saved their lives, but there wasn't like a a world-ending scheme or yeah. even a kidnapping scheme. It was just so passive, just this evil. And I think that's one of the big and important things about the episode, anyway.
1: And I like that it's uh, sort of humans using the robots in order to do things that they want rather than like it's it's the evil comes from people yeah it's hard it's like i don't believe that the arist are evil they've just been programmed that way but who taught them that it's
2: got to be some humanoid creature somewhere well they are society of robots and they can come to that own conclusions to be fair but uh equally it's very much a Doctor Who cliche, where you have the evil, um, the evil human who is being completely manipulated by the alien, thinking they're using them for their own benefit, but it turns out the alien is just using them as well. Uh, like, that happens a lot throughout Doctor Who. It happens in Army of Ghosts Doomsday, it happens uh, all the time. You have these humans who are like evil villains and then realise they've been double-crossed by the aliens at the end. But here, no, the humans are the real evil ones. Uh, and that's fun.
1: Uh, I like that. There's no like no double cross they really video mean, I guess you can't get
2: away without mentioning at least uh the sailor's joke. I was gonna say that was in my notes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: We can't, we can I had an absolute fit. I was <laughs> it was great. It was great. You,
0: I wasn't actually there for the recording, so you're also gonna have to explain it to me.
2: Uh the sailor's joke was one of the jokes in the thing where um the doctor was like, uh we uh, Jacob, um, Jason was like, we need a distraction. I like your thinking. All right, get me some sailors and like well, some oppressed sailors and blah 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 blah. And we, could, I could jump up quite the public indecency scandal. I no longer like your thinking. <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> joke. Um, but yeah. Whew. Uh, how it's much- so good. Also, I love how,
1: when talking about this particular joke, you end up conflating Jacob and Jason. You did the thing. You nearly
2: said Jacob. You really I'm did. bad at names and I didn't want you to call me out
0: on that. <laughs> of
1: course I'm going to call you out on that. I can't not call you out on that. Look, sort
2: of for in Wordle, it would be free green.
0: <laughs> they would. It would.
2: God, this isn't really going to date the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably.
0: Yeah, in um, like two weeks when Wordle's over. then.
1: <laughs> I'm still going to keep doing it. I'm addicted. It's ridiculous. Yeah, alas. Um, I nearly but- didn't get today's
2: tragic isn't it it is so, you know there's a dr hoodle now just going completely off topic Ooh. oh that's completely off topic how much more uh mind your manner like i think we've gone through almost everything but we might be missing something there uh for i mean actually the sound design of the like the orphans running around the manor and beating that up like beating up the robots great uh fantastic there's a lot of the episode is well paced it's it's just a really really fun time and i have to say i think yeah, i thoroughly three- enjoyed it
1: have, yeah, having not, not heard any of already, it before. I
2: mean, I'm definitely biased, but episode three is my favourite, with episode four being a close second. Uh... I'm trying to think. Actually, see, I have a soft spot for historicals.
1: I think this is probably one of my favourites so far.
0: Yeah. I yeah, have
1: I have a soft spot for R&R, because obviously I'm in it. Oh, yeah, no. Because for... I really enjoyed making that. So, of course, I will have fun thoughts I about mean, it. But I think if I was going which... in it completely blind and I wasn't in any of them or whatever, I think episode three would probably be my favorite just because I love historicals. So having, finally having
2: one in the series, is very cool. I think we're about to segue into talking about episode four, actually, but <laughs> I think uh, having been less involved, I mean, I say less involved in doing it than I was in episode three and how much more that was made in the effects with especially, well, the scene that we're going to be coming onto. Um, Cause I mean, there's no way we're going to get out of discussing that. Uh, it's very exciting um, and it was sold it really well as the like I think it can't c- ironically the pilot which is one of the, a very strong episodes, is at the moment my least favorite of the ones released and I, I like that's not to say it's bad because it's not it's fantastic but also it's wow
0: it's just been a really solid group of four episodes so far and then a lot of people um, in the prod team are excited for the double parter next time, five and oh, six. Oh, yes,
2: uh, which we're recording this on the Monday, actually, as episode five is about to come out. I oh, am I'm very so frightened. <laughs> and I'm not going to mention anything more about it, A, to avoid spoiling you, our wonderful listener, and B, to avoid spoiling Freya, who knows nothing about it. I'm still so pleased about my the self-control control <laughs> if I get
1: you spoiled on the day game. after waiting for
0: months. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read the script or anything, but to be fair, this podcast will probably go out after the uh, episode tonight, I'm guessing. Oh, it definitely oh, will be definitely, going out after yeah. the
2: episode tonight. Uh, will I have edited this by then? <laughs> uh, possibly even after <laughs> <the> next <laughs> weeks as well. You may have seen that full double part already. Uh, no. Hopefully not, but still. No, um, hopefully it shall get sent
1: today. Still, and I love how I'm talking admin on the podcast about sending the <laughs> podcast. That I'm currently That's recording.
2: your job. Uh, still, yeah. <laughs> let, let's talk about we episode a... four, Out of Service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rex, you have the biggest part in that one, so do you want to describe that?
0: Well, um, we move from the uh, politeness um, being villains to bus scheduling being the villain. Um, <laughs> as the first red flag of the episode... Bus uh, timetables time might my Hmm, an early bus for once, uh, says Damien. Um obviously like lets the viewer know that something's wrong with the buses
2: yes no Um. I really don't
1: (laughs) I love how that is so much of a red flag that everyone immediately is on the same page like it's it's a clever way of introducing that because actually the idea of an early bus you only ever hear about late buses because when a bus is early nobody's complimenting the bus Like, but when when a bus is late, everyone complains. So you never hear about early buses and it really is a decent way to like unsettle people immediately.
0: (laughs) Um, So yes, uh, something's happening with the buses. Um, uh, And when the doctor and uh, Jason land, they find that uh, one of these buses has a um, sort of memorial, um, rest in peace, Jenny um or is is it one of the bus drivers actually it's
2: um, the bus has on its yes, out of service uh, rest in peace jenny rothman
0: oh so it is jenny um and then they and then eventually meet uh jenny's twin sister um and all go to a bus station together um where they're meeting meet- damien
2: along the way uh, oh, and, da- and
0: Damien along the way, of course, uh, and they finally meet the unknown shade again from episode one. Although this time it's in a slightly different form. The shadow is now um, possessing people, so they saw well, Not
2: human. exact. It's definitely the same shadows, but it's not the same shade to be yeah. precise. Anyway. Um, yeah. But. It's it is very shadows much... bad. It's the takeaway. Yeah, here. yeah no, uh, Doctor, <laughs> out of the shadow, get out of the shadows. <laughs> the... And it's not Vashnerada. Got Um
0: Yeah, I wonder if anyone actually got the twist um, of regarding Jenny and Jenny's twin sister um, while listening.
2: Uh, I mean, I already knew. Try to if episode, I did. <laughs> uh, I already knew going into the episode that it was there i will know like, i mean it's it is a ve- it is a difficult twist to get a lot of the time because a lot of the clues are very very subtle but equally it's a level of they rather than actually building up that it's very hard to be suspicious of georgia but they build up all the things that are used in the twist throughout the episode so it makes huge amounts of sense as soon as you get it but I think it's a very very difficult one to spot
1: as, as someone who went in blind I I was trying to think whether I got I know I didn't and I was shocked but actually I wasn't like this is unrealistic at all it was it was very much a oh yeah that makes sense now I know yeah. and <laughs> like good- if I went but I want to go back over it because I know that I'll pick up on the clues earlier and go oh yeah no that that makes even more sense now I've done that. Yeah.
2: Because,
1: yeah, it, it's good, to, like going in as a first semester and not knowing the twists in
2: these. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Of course, there is one, one thing that is an absolute troll on Jacob's part where he, in the beginning, has Jenny speaking with someone named Georgia on the phone, obviously never confirmed to be sister or not. It's never really elaborated. I mean, I guess uh, they do take some of the memories. Uh, of their hosts, so uh, uh, the uh, Jenny is using that. But like, also, why is it? Re- does she actually have an identical twin sister named Georgia? Why would she choose the name Georgia just because only the viewers got that bit of the phone call? None of the characters will know about it. It's a it's a very very sneaky thing. To be fair, It's a little unfair on the mystery solving, but it it it's, it works for the episode. It's great, and it also helps the establish where just the viewers and lull you into a false sense of security, at least for a little bit.
0: Yeah. And then another thing we should talk about um, is... I think the
2: big thing is Prog and Ram, surely.
0: Well, um, Prog and Ram, and also I was going to mention the the shadow voices. I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention in general the, the voice editing that had been done because um, I oh, love yes. whispering underneath um, these shadow hosts. It's
2: the like the slight... Mm, The slight reverb, like it's spooky and shadowy. It's so unsettling.
1: Like I, again, not heard any of it before going in, so finally hearing the shadows and how they turned out after reading the description of them in the scripts. Just incredible. I was genuinely quite creeped
2: out.
0: (laughs) Was that Richard whispering underneath everyone else's lines? I um, have
2: no idea, actually. um... That is a good point. I think it was partially, and I think it was partially taking the same lines and reverberating them back. But equally, I don't, I don't know because I don't recall the, those lines having Richard record them. I think it might just be editing of the same lines underneath themselves, but shifted a little. Uh, we'll have to ask because yeah, that's that's fun. That, <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that was such a cool way to represent um, someone being like possessed by an evil thing inside them. Um, yeah. Just through um, is, voice, what? Yeah, without without any.
2: Very different than the shadows in episode one, who though they also needed corporeal forms to survive, seem to be, well, stealing them and like using the shadow on the outside. These ones use the shadows on the inside instead. Yeah, uh, and it's I mean again, sequel to episode one. It's it's a very similar plot actually. Both of them have people being kidnapped. The villains are shadows, but. Uh, like uh, like off the streets, mysterious stuff going on, but it's it's all part of the same plot and it's starting to set up what will be, in some ways, uh, a major through line throughout the series. And we'll have to see where that goes because I obviously have absolutely no idea, I say, knowing everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I love how I'm all like, oh yeah, I don't know much because I didn't read the scripts I wasn't in, but then I was in the finale, so. <laughs> I already know what happens.
2: Got to try not to spoil anything. Uh, I, I have got to not spoil anything. Don't spoil, bad. But. Uh, but no, we do need to talk. You don't about. know who I
1: am. <laughs> I'm excited.
2: I'm very I know excited. who you are.
1: I was talking You're to Harriet the Jones. listener. <laughs> I was talking to the listener, but yes,
2: yes, you know who I am. <laughs> oh. Yes, no, I, I we understand. know who you are. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's a scene I had to quote for a moment, just because of course, it's one of my of favourite scenes.
1: It's, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. enough praising Harriet Jones and Daleks. You know,
2: uh, Should uh, we uh, praise Prog and uh, Ram? Because, let's praise Prog and Ram, because the, uh, villains fantastic. of the episode, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like, a uh, broken, glitchy, artificial intelligence split into two names. I mean, first of all, in case you didn't get the pun, It's program, it's program. And then there'll be someone that didn't. There will be be someone someone that didn't. Uh, But yeah, the two parts of the computer, Prog being the sprightly, cheerful, crazy one and Ram being the logical computer uh, one. And it's just, they make for a very, very fun antagonist to the episode on top of the shadows and stuff. Even if uh, like they are just servants of this mysterious figure, the Minister of War, but uh, boss, man. Man, like, <laughs> boss
0: yeah. man, boss man, boss <laughs> man.
2: You're doing the wrong one. <laughs> um, but no, they. It really works as well as having this very, very fun and ha- like because the episode is, you know, the p- plot of the episode is evil buses, but equally it serves as a bridge between the seriousness of the main antagonist and the the kind of camp that is still present in the episode. Uh, as the series is starting to shift away from its camp like beginnings into perhaps a more serious uh, like tones and stuff. It's very good for having uh, you know, uh, like these jump off villains for the episode anyway uh, and it's a really good, well job both by UX and by Charlie uh, for that dual voice lines to make this very convincing and also the uh, I don't know how much of that was uh, audio effects and how much of that was just your voices?
0: Um, Well, yeah, I think a lot of it was, for for at least RAM, um, a lot of it was the voice effects um, that uh, the sound uh, team edited to my voice because they made it sound a bit like a vocoder where my voice would just randomly jump in uh, pitch um, Mm. mid-sentence. I was going for something along the lines of like a Siri and then I, I had no idea if they were going to edit the voice or not um, afterwards in post to make it sound more robotic, but I'm very glad they did because it sounded amazing. It worked out really um, well,
2: but was it weird to hear yourself?
0: Um, a little bit, but... Um,
2: For some of us, it's always weird to hear ourselves. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just I, meant because like out of all of us, I think you're the only one that's really had your voice massively
2: edited. This is true. Uh uh-huh
0: um i guess but there's another thing that um i was in the script for which was also edited um and i heard that a lot so uh i guess i'm sort of used to it now but what what i was more focusing on when i was listening to it is what they had done to my voice um because i knew what my voice sounded like originally when i recorded it so it was just yeah it was just really interesting to compare it to the final result um because i had no involvement with the editing of um yeah, Ram's voice. I think Prog was mostly. I mean, there was definitely um, editing done to Prog's voice, but I think that was mostly just EQ changes. Um, I and, guess
2: especially because Prog is uh, less immediately robotic in a way. Yeah.
0: Um, um. So I think a lot of that was uh, Charlie, and yeah, uh, Charlie's voice sounded awesome. I think the two. Uh, so Prog and Ram reminded me of like some. Transformers from like the original cartoons.
2: That um, is yeah. fair. Do you know who they also <laughs> reminded me of in a really, really, really weird way? Pinky in the brain. And <laughs> yeah, it's like a similar dynamic, isn't it? <laughs> it like, is, it is, it is a similar chaos. dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and like just I had to get that out there at least. I had to say now it. I've got the
1: song in my head. <laughs>
2: That's so frustrating. Oh, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, it's yeah. pog and the ram <laughs> um
0: but also um just a small thing it was really cool playing a robot called ram because my favorite album is random access memories by daft punk and they
2: nice nice um, <laughs>
0: um you know i i imagine very similar to um ram with their vocoder sort of stuff um huh. So, yeah, I just enjoyed that. It was just a neat little thing. That's great. That yeah, is cool. It, I, yeah, it
2: just sort of adds to the fun, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, so we've gone through a lot. There's two more things I think we need to properly talk about, which is Damien. J- and I was going to say Chase. Jason Damien, please. Jason Damien, please. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the let's talk content. about Jamien. And I, Jamien I was so the voted. Up, sorry, Jamien was the voted upon ship name. Uh, Jamien, anyone who argues for Jason or Damson, <laughs> you are wrong. That is uh, just. Damson. Weird. Yeah, no, it is Jamian, and Jamien. actually, you know what? I'm saying this specifically to annoy Joseph, as I often do. Jason uh, is wrong. The Jason <laughs> victorious is wrong. Um, uh, oh, you're going to get an angry message in the group chat soon. Oh, I will. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I might get an angry message right now if you can hear me. But
1: um, <laughs> I would uh, not no.
2: put a person to be listening at the door. <laughs> uh, you know, it's Jamian, and it's an absolutely
1: when I write fan fiction and write so much, it makes it a tag on Archive of Our Own, what then?
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Just, oh, I mean, it's an excellent quiet. dynamic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but Yeah, no. Um, it's an excellent <laughs> dynamic between the two of them, to be fair, as we jump into it. But also we get the two right after the pain because Damien was not always there for Jason when he should have been. And that yeah. is a big thing in this episode that they are flawed characters their relationship is not immediately perfect in every way but ultimately they it is a lot of the struggle and a lot of the heart of the episode is them getting over this pain uh like going out there and reuniting and reconnecting uh especially with jason being kidnapped and put in the tank which is very similar to the doctor being kidnapped and put in a tank. Uh, funnily enough, why does this keep happening? If I had a nickel for every time the Out of the Shadows character was put in a tank uh, and going to die in the first two four episodes, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice.
1: Oh, you did that so well.
2: <laughs> uh, it comes with the territory.
1: Uh, yeah, I am um, honestly, I just love Jason and Damien's relationship so much. It just oh, it makes me so happy to hear them, and I love that actually there is conflict. It's not just completely perfect it's yeah. not all sunshine and rainbows it is there is conflict learning like, to love each other yeah, again and like you have in relationships and yeah. the fact that they're a couple it's it's a representation of a healthy couple that actually is communicating with each other like yeah you can make mistakes
2: and still be mm. still have a healthy and, relationship and as long
1: as you communicate and actually that mistake
2: damien's mistakenness was very serious uh because he mm. I mean, like, it's understandable, but it is very serious. Yeah. But equally, the reconciliation, the communication they took through and that, like, no, let's give this a second chance. And I'm very excited to see what will happen on that second chance and what romantic place the Doctor will be taking uh, Jamie and two in the next episode. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm so worried. <laughs> I seem to remember a beach from the next time sequence, but who knows? Oh well, it's fairly romantic. It's going to be so romantic and lovely. I can't uh, It's
0: great to see an LGBT relationship be at the forefront of an episode and be so important to the plot, but not just be like shoehorned in there. Mm. Um
2: mm. it is like a cornerstone of the episode. Without it, the episode would not function. Uh cornerstone, yeah. lodestone, I have a, both of those Yeah. Um, it be a lodestone. But yeah. Uh, it's just wonderful, anyway. And Damien is a wonderful character. We've heard a bit about him over the course of episodes one, briefly and like, I think there's a mention in two and three. Uh, and then we get to finally properly meet him here. Uh, and it's just absolute joy to have this much posher nerd around. And he, he watches Star Trek. He is a nerd. There is no, there's no doubt about it. I actually it. did
1: shout nerd when I heard that.
2: Although I am one too, so I don't know. I'm being a hypocrite, but still, no, oh, no, that's unfair. <laughs> um, I think though, with that said and done, we we have a bus chase to talk about because oh my god, that was the moment of this episode. I, I mean, like, it was so of, cool. Out, like, it's... obviously, there's a lot of emotional moments in this episode. The first meeting, like in the cafe, uh, uh, of like the doctor meeting oh, David. The cat got... cafe setting. Yeah. Can I just say, brilliant yeah. idea. Uh, I love cat got... cafes. <laughs> You've got obviously uh, it may, it was made it a lot better when I went to a cat cafe the next day. Um, but then you have I thought that was fun. You saw Wally. I'm going to give <laughs> Wally a shout out on the podcast because I love him. Uh, <laughs> Wally has a shout out on the podcast. Yes, uh, you've got. I'll tell him next time. Moments like uh, Jason's speech to the imprisoned Damien. You've got like the Doctor Fig- like all these moments throughout the episode that are all so good, but the bus chase takes it. Because, oh, my God, it's a bus chase. And the effects on this scene are magnanimous. You thought I was going to say magnificent, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, did. You do I that. Really did. But you I said really magnanimous, did. also magnificent. But, oh, my God, can we just... Wow! Yes, yes, we can talk about that. Like, like that is... that is a moment that was made or broken in the effects because there was yeah. nothing more to it than that, and it it was made. It came out so beautifully. Oh my god!
1: Because I heard a lot about like how it was going to be a difficult one to do, like, and I didn't know anything about the episode because I hadn't read that script. So I was thinking, Gosh, I wonder what this could be. And then it started up in the episode, and I was thinking, Oh, here it comes. Here's the bus chase, and I was just like. <laughs> so enjoying it like the the whole way through um yeah so it was hyped up a lot and I still enjoyed it (laughs) like it it did but usually when something is hyped up I go oh yeah that happened I guess but like, yeah this really did live up to the hype and it must have been one of
0: them it must have been one of the most difficult um pieces of sound design to do across the Mm. whole series I imagine
2: yeah no I mean especially we talked earlier about realistic sound effects versus Mm. um like more fantastical ones and this This, this bridges the gap
1: though because
2: you know Um, what because nobody here will have seen an
1: actual bus chase but we all know what one would sound like because we know what noises buses make so like it's an easy one to so it sort of straddles that Thing. You need to make it fantastical enough that it is interesting to listen to. It needs to sort of really pep you out and it needs to have that effect. But then at the same time, it needs to be realistic because we all know what that would sound like. And it can't be, it can't they can't have bits that stick out because oh, yeah. then it would feel wrong. And straddling that balance must be a really hard thing to do in like within sound design, especially when like everything is faked. You can't just go out and Record a bus chase that's happening Because you don't get convenient bus chases Down your street So <laughs> tra- Genuine tragedy <laughs> I wish we did, that would make things far more interesting But no we're, It's quiet outside Well I'm recording So <laughs> I'm glad But yeah Honestly it's just a fantastic scene And I was <laughs> very much Excited to listen to it And it did live up to the hype, definitely
2: Oh yeah, it's I like episode four, is, again, it's sec- second favorite episode of the series, even though it has probably my least favorite of my own voices. But maybe that is also saying good things about my future roles in the series, which will be uh, as a plug for myself coming up I'm in excited. six, seven, Yay. and uh, the finale. <laughs> um, but uh, just doing a fun self plug. Does uh, anyone else yeah. want to do a self plug while we have the opportunity? I'm not oh, in it for a bit. <laughs>
0: Likewise, I, um, well, actually, I really do like the voice of Ram, but likewise, the there's, there's another voice in the finale. <laughs> Ooh. I'm excited Ooh. to hear that one. Yeah.
1: Good. Uh, I've just realised we've gotten all this far without
2: mentioning Wilson, Tommy and Bernie, my beloved. Oh, yes. Yes, yes they are. Um, we, it is They're a back. sequence episode. I one. love them. We do get, like, the side cast coming back. And, I mean... Uh, Freya can attest to the fact that I do love a good return of the sidecast episode. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, But it's just, uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's nice to have them back anyway. Like these characters we've already met and already gotten to know a bit because it is, I'd say I have to say very RTD because it doesn't feel like Moffat or will ever do it. But I don't really say it's very RTD because I think it's just a good thing to do is to have this like slight recurring sidecast that can come back and characters you can already have the audience invested in with fun dynamics and arcs that don't I I, I do think
1: that is a more RTD sort of thing. It definitely is. Like it's
2: more R T D as a sort of thing.
1: But 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 then that that is probably just a criticism of the other two because he's the only one that did it.
2: uh i mean i uh, did like uh i mean because i, of I suppose were, again, but was kind of sidecast uh and brian but not exactly he was more of a companion from the like like just a late joining companion anyway uh mm. he was more like damien in that he was the companions boyfriends than he was like uh you know you'd have characters like well, they literally in... did the let's take you somewhere romantic that happened yeah. <laughs> yeah no um like Jackie Wilf uh Sylvia um all of Martha's extended family like you've got this recurring cast of characters that you can kind of involve more in the episodes and it's it's great fun uh, to have a you know you get to see oh here's what happened to these people after the last adventure as well hmm. it's the the, it's not just affecting the main characters it's affecting everyone else as well and these re- yeah. recurring present day characters can be kind of a viewpoint into that and
1: yeah and then you get that way you get more developing relationships between characters which is great to see anyway mm. but also the audience has more of just an immediate fondness for the episode anyway yeah. because yeah. oh that character I like they're back oh good and yeah you know, you it just makes it feel to a see bit
2: warm and fuzzy Jason does, feeling yeah. comfortable with Bernie again and it's like mm. yes There is so much. You don't have to to establish new relationships. The doctor, you get to see, uh, like, you know, Tommy being a bad influence again, or um, Wilson being cheerful, and all this sort of stuff that helps to just ground you in the characters in a way and equally just establishes them really well and helps you feel more of an investment in coming home. And I mean, absolutely nothing bad will come out of the audience forming an emotional attachment to anyone, right? hush hush (laughs) please don't (laughs) but actually
1: yeah it's kind of nice to have those side characters just because Mm. like you get to watch them develop not just the main characters and you don't have to listen to new relationships being forged every episode which can like it's they tend to follow the same format because like when you meet somebody you tend to start speaking to them in similar ways each time and i know that in doctor it's often pushed differently because Oh, they're probably being chased by something. You know, the the circumstances are so very different every time. Yeah, but then again, you still have like that awkward bit where you like you have to introduce yourself. You don't really know each other very well. You can't be sort of open, and it takes more time for that to happen. Whereas when you have like side characters that you already know, you get to see more developing relationships pretty much from the word go, and it's actually really nice to have that sometimes.
2: Yeah. And I think, actually, that might be everything uh, on those episodes. Is. Is.
0: Well, hmm? we could talk about Damien's final little monologue and the ending scene.
2: That is a good point. We oh, didn't actually get onto that, Damien. did we? Oh my god. Well, that's a, actually, that's the best way to close it off. Uh, but uh, Damien's monologue, it is the heart of the episode. I mean, the bus chase is the meat like, of the enjoyable stuff, but I did bring it up earlier a little bit, but it's the... the Because of how thorough, lodestone, Damian's relationship, and that that monologue is Damien admitting you know what I was wrong and I'm sorry about that but I want a second chance and it is beautifully conveyed because both of them still do are very much care about each other they very much still love each other and it's just seeing them get back together after all of the pain like and like you know that forgiveness there's like you know what in fairness I don't know if I deserve it but I would like a second chance if you're willing to give that. And Jason is, and it's wonderful. And it just really sells the whole, like, you know, like in some ways, it's also very good to not only not have the doctor, not save the day every time. And that is a recurring theme throughout this series. And contrast to some other recent series of Doctor Who that I don't, not going to mention by (laughs) Flux name. uh, (laughs) but um you know it's very it's like nice to have and then on top of that you get very fun moments with just as it all like comes around and then you've got the final scene that romantic getaway the doctor like Jason be like can we can I can I can we take him with us? Can, can, we, can, we, have, can we have this? Uh, like it's 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 like a kid trying to convince their mum to get them a puppy. And uh, <laughs> or in this case, I guess, um I mean I'd say Damien is more of the dog person, Jason is more of the cat person, but they're both really cat people, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Anyways,
2: cat cafe. Yeah, no, cat cafe is, yeah, but uh. <laughs> it's just so uh, like fun and happy. And I can't wait to see more of their fun, happy adventures in the future.
1: So I realise we mentioned the cat cafe, can we just, Bucky? We, okay,
2: right. Just, we, like, just, just that, just a mention, a brief, yeah. cameo. <laughs> yeah, it is a beautiful cameo, especially given uh, the fact that Bucky, the real Bucky, who, is, uh, who was rather, Jacob's cat, passed away. But it's absolutely wonderful to immortalise the adorable fuzzball <laughs> in an episode of Doctor Who. Shall we um, leave this podcast in memory of Bucky then? In memory of Bucky? Yes. Uh, <laughs> A tribute. Uh, is, Just is chaos. Everything. Are we meant to do podcast questions? I don't think we have any. Oops. <laughs> I think we don't have any because you oh. forgot to ask. Yeah.
0: There's one question from the Minister of War who says Doctor, don't you want to stay in chat?
2: I mean, yeah. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the same reaction to me, like, yeah. but you know yeah uh, it is ooh, that's i'm wondering when's that going to be paid off you and the audience <laughs> are going to have to wait and see and with that and with the podcast being obviously as we've already established uh memorial for bucky i think so we're that. going to wrap up there so yeah do we want to stay in chat Nah Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> uh, See, Oh well actually, look, Next week we've got obviously um, Upcoming, it's Pirate Week uh, Sorry, Ethereal Villainessas Week Apologies <laughs> to Christian <laughs> It's uh, Pirate Week <laughs> uh, That's coming up, uh, although that will already Have happened by the time this is out And then we've got episode 5, The Nuclear Option coming up next yes. Stay tuned I'm
1: scared, that's, that's going to be fun tonight But um yeah. Yeah. We're not
0: even halfway through the uh, releases, I can't believe it. There's
2: so many and I'm very pleased There's about There's 12 it. episodes. We have to go yeah. through five and six before we're halfway through.
0: Yeah, I can't believe it.
2: Oh, yeah. Alright, thank yeah. you all very much for listening. Uh, see you next week. Yeah, we will see you for the next
1: podcast where I'll probably be traumatised. So, um, yeah, in that vein. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.